Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show. Hey there. Welcome back to Parenting by the Pint. I'm Lauren and this is Kara. Hello. And we are here back again in our own basements talking about beer and a parenting topic. We're two suburban moms from the Chicagoland area with five kids between us. Um, Tonight we're going to talk about two beers from Lil Beaver Brewery, which I wouldn't say is local. It's Bloomington, so it's still Illinois, but it's a little bit of a drive. Um, We're going to actually crack open Lord of the Peach Rings to start. So let me do that now. Ugh. The sound of two cans opening just like breaks my heart a little bit because that just tells you that I we're not know. together. I know. I wish we were. I cannot wait to drink with people again instead of alone in my backyard <sighs> or in my basement. And my husband doesn't drink beer, but he'll sit with me while he sips his whiskey. But it's just not the same. No. Um, anyways, so Lord of the Peach Rings. Well, let's give a little uh, info about Little Beaver here. Like I said, they're from Bloomington, Illinois, which is central Illinois. Illinois, technically. Um, they get their name from their owner and brewer, uh, Chad Beavers. Um, he started as a home brewer um, and I think has been brewing beer for like 15 years or something. And he kind of took over and helped grow a beer fest down in central Illinois called Brugala or Brugala. I've actually never heard of it, but oh, um, I guess it's a pretty, pretty big to do in terms of a beer fest now. Um, Around mid-2016, I think, he actually started a Kickstarter campaign to bring their beers to market. They opened a tap room in 2018, I believe. Um, And for a bit, their beers were pretty hard to come by. But now I feel like they must have grown significantly. I don't know what their numbers are. But, I mean, I can get a bunch of their beers at any time in some local uh you know bottle shops and things like that up here and you know they're a good hour and a half away so it's not like it's down the street that they're driving you know their distro up here so they clearly have made it to market and started doing rather well for themselves um their first hit was called uh the big hairy beaver it was an imperial <laughs> stout. I think that's kind of what started started getting their name out at some of these brew fests. They started entering competitions and coming to some brew fests before they even started the tap room or bottling or anything. So they're kind of like a small town, you know, get get it, getting big as we speak kind of a, a brewery. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the fact that it seems relatively easy to get, and I have to agree with you. And you know, I'm. I've mentioned Binney's Beverage Depot before. And the thing about Binney's is that if you're not a big enough brewery to cover a good number of their stores, Mm -hmm. not every single one, but like a region worth, they don't really buy your stuff and put it on the shelf. I mean, you have to be able to cover a handful of their locations. One store. Yeah. And they carry Lil Beaver. Um, at least at the locations near me. And I'm, you know, I'm in a Western suburb, which I, I suppose if you were to say for Binney's purposes is about, about as close as you get to Bloomington without the couple of locations that do exist in South, central Illinois. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but still it, it is kind of impressive to me that you know you can kind of just walk into binnie's and grab a couple of their beers there, which yeah. is a testament to them of course i mean mm -hmm. that their stuff is good and that people want it and they're putting it on the shelf and yeah that's awesome. and i feel like one of their there were a couple of beers that were harder to get I feel like say like a year ago or like you know eight months ago and then all of a sudden I started seeing more and more of them because yeah. um, I, I had gotten they, they do a, they do a variety of different beers but there were a couple of more sour IPA type beers which is what this this one is it's technically they call it a sour IPA um, but there was like something apricot parade or silly parade i don't remember exactly what it was but it was something you know a little bit more tart and that was the first one that i really saw in my local liquor store of theirs and then i started kind of like looking out for them because i liked that one and then they have had a bunch more in the last few months that i've seen and i'm like wow they've really gotten a lot bigger it seems like at least the distribution to our area has so good for them um but we're drinking lord of the peach rings which is totally right up my alley. I actually love peach rings candy. So when I saw it, I think I saw somebody on some beer group post it. And I was like, I need to find this. Like, I need to find this. And this was a while ago. Um, so this is actually the second four pack I have of this one because I finished the first one when they it first came out. Um, and I, it, I, I just it's really peach heavy. Like some peach beers, you're like, I don't really taste or smell the peach. But for this one, I feel like it's, it's all peach. Like there's a lot totally. of peach. There's not a ton of like hoppy. There's not a lot of bitterness to it. So it's not, no. it's not a double. It's just a regular IPA, but like, it's so much peach. Like if you don't like fruity, you're really not going to love it. But right. Well, and I think that if you had somebody do a blind taste of this beer, they would be like, it tastes like that candy. You know, the candy mm -hmm. that's the ring with the sugar on it. And yes. you would be like, yeah, that's exactly what it, it mm -hmm. tastes exactly like that. Yeah. It's, it's a little sour. It's really sweet. It's mm -hmm. peach. It's smooth. Like I'm actually a, a big fan of it, obviously. Um, I've yeah. only had a handful of their beers. Wainbows is one of their popular ones now. It's funny, they had some controversy when they first started the Kickstarter and a few people because they had had some names that were kind of more like dirty joke type names. Um, and now it's actually more like kid kind of names like uh like lord of the peach rings right <laughs> which and, i guess and, isn't really kid but it is definitely yeah and like they're one of their first i want to say like their first ipa i think i think i read that the brewers like daughter was in like preschool or kindergarten or something at the time and she was talking about how much she liked being the line leader at school and so it was called line leader Oh, like, okay. So I've heard I of that. think they they moved from like dirty jokes to like, oh, we've got kids, and we <laughs> this is like <laughs> an actual thing. It's not just brewing in my house. Like we're distributing it widely, and women may want to buy this, so we don't want to be offensive. Let's and, go easy on yeah, the names. And so, yeah. which, which is cool though. Like some people, I feel like would be the opposite and be like, no, we're we're gonna do what we want to do and whatever. But um, you know, I I like you know, and the other one we're drinking later is Coconut Dreams. It's like a, I don't know, what is that? A cream yeah. ale. 
Yeah, it's a beaver sleeping on a on oh, a, on a like a cloud. moon on a cloud. Yeah, on a moon, yeah. <laughs> so you know they're I don't know they're cute they're appealing they're they're like happy little they're happy little beavers doing random things. So yeah, no I you know to kind of add to what you were saying and and basically say the same thing about Lord of the Peach Rings. I really like it. It's very peach. It's it is just like the candy. It's got that milk sugar flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't strike you or hit you like an IPA, like that one microphone beer that we drank. What was it called? Do you remember? Was it the oh, Apple one? No, it, it was, was the Codes and Key Limes, right? Yeah, it doesn't say That key was lime. Yeah. an IPA. And it's it's the same vibe. Like, it's in the same category. Different flavor, but it's got that same, like, it's brewed like an IPA, but that's not what hits you. The flavor, you know, this peach flavor, the sour, fruity, tart you know, that comes out, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's kind of funny that we've drank two different beers. One had, I think, that the sour apple, actually, or, or apple. Maybe it was the other one that had the the candies in it, though. Was it that Fiona, Fiona, Ap- Fiona apple or something like that? One of them had, I think, the, the apple candy. This one has peach candy. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I really like it. I, you know, it's a 16 ounce can. I personally, I don't know if I can drink an entire can of it. Uh, You're a huge peach fan, so I'm sure that you can. And if we were together, you would drink the rest. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But since that's not the case, I'll probably give some to my husband. Um, I really like it. And it's one thing I've learned about beer with my experience. And I know I'm going to say this about the next one. Um, but even this one, what I've discovered is that when a beer hits the goal that it had intended to hit, when it mm. hits that mark, even if it's not my favorite flavor or I am not in love with it, I appreciate what they've accomplished with it because yeah. they just, they, they accomplish what they set out to do because the description is what it is. So like yeah. if you're looking at a beer and you're like, this sounds like something I would like, then you, you, this one is one you would like. There's a, there's some beers that you look at what their tasting notes are, you look at what they're supposed to taste like, and you're like, that sounds like something that I would really enjoy. And then you taste it, and you're like, I'm missing a bunch of these other flavors or factors. Yeah. Which is what I think hits it right on the head with what they were trying to do. Yeah. Well, and sometimes you get a beer that like they're like, oh, this beer tastes like Oreo cookies, and you get it, and you're like, well. I mean, it, it's sort of, it tastes like, it tastes like chocolate cookies, or something, but yeah. it's an artificial flavor. And so you just get kind mm. of like a, a sense of that. And this mm. isn't like that at all. This really, it nails it. It really does. I really think this is a good, uh, a good example of them putting out this beer that's a little bit unique mm-hmm. um, and kind of hitting the mark on it. Yeah, I, I would agree. So, all right, well, I'm going to keep drinking. All right, we're also going to talk about a parenting topic tonight before we delve into our next little beaver beer. So we're going to talk about pets, which mm. I uh, I have very little experience with pets, so I'm actually going to give my background real quick, and then we can kind of delve into some, some conversation. But in my lifetime, I've technically, I say I've had one pet. My husband says... I've had two pets, but my first pet, and I'm really bad at naming pets, like it just, so I had a salamander that I named Sally because I'm mm-hmm. not very creative. Um, and he lived for, I don't know, actually, I don't think it was even a she, so it probably wasn't even a correct 
name, but regardless, Sally the Salamander. Um, I fed it live. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it was short for Salvatore. There you go. I like it. <laughs> we would feed it. We would buy a bag of live crickets and feed it live crickets in its tank. So, you know, you don't really pet or take for walks or right. anything, a lizard. But um, it died, which I found out later was because my grandfather had cleaned its tank with bleach and did not oh, rinse it out. Man. And so we pretty much poisoned the salamander. Um, I was pretty young at the time, too. But I, I, I do remember. And then my husband remembers a story about us having a turtle, which I never counted as a pet because essentially what happened was my dad worked for the phone company for 40 years and he was in manholes and things and so he was in manhole one time and there was a turtle and he brought the turtle home and we had this like water feature in our backyard so we put him in there and then we never saw him again years later dad said he was probably eaten by raccoons um but i didn't know that at the time we never even had him long enough to like name him or anything like that so i literally have like zero experience with pets my children all want to brandon counts that as a pet that's what he said i was like i don't know man how right if it doesn't live in your house i mean it's i mean i fed a squirrel nuts in my backyard when we were living in worth and he wasn't my pet we named him i mean he had a name and everything but he wasn't i didn't own him right yeah no so technically i've had a pet in my lifetime and that was short-lived and it was a lizard so my children are desperately wanting a pet like desperately and apparently at some point i must have told my daughter or she claims i said that she can't get a dog until she at least can take care of a fish which i'm sure i said in some regard like how about a fish or something but now she keeps telling me so mom, when are we going to go get my fish so that we can get a dog? Oof. And I'm like, that's not how this works. That's, that's not at all how this works. Ooh, man. So how about you just go visit somebody with a dog? You can pet the dog. You can play with the dog. Don't get me wrong. I don't dislike pets. I just, my husband works 24 hour shifts. I work full time. We have three children. My son's autistic. He goes to 12 hours of therapy a week. Like we're not home enough yeah, right? to really, truly take care of and give a pet the attention that it deserves maybe a fish sure or maybe even like a hamster someday i don't know i'm not gonna say yes but i feel like a dog requires and deserves more attention than we can give and actually my son who's who's autistic would do incredibly well with a dog so i struggle all the time not getting one but we just don't have the time to do it. So I think yeah. a fish might be in our future. But so yeah. I know you've had pets your whole life. So very vastly different. Than- yes. <laughs> but I will say that I am I grew up in a family where we had a cat, not a dog. So so there's and I wouldn't even have called my parents cat people. So like my dad grew up always having a pet cat and they had a cat to catch mice like it wasn't really a pet they just had it to catch mice and so then when my brother was little and he's seven years older than me so when he was like three or four they decided to get him a cat and they Mm. took him to the grocery store uh to look at the pictures of cats on the cat food boxes to pick out like what kind of cat, you know, do you want an orange cat or do you want a black and white cat or, you know, whatever. And so he like picked one out or whatever. And then ultimately they just like somebody's cat had kittens and they picked one out and they let my brother name 
or cat and he named her cat food um so you were talking about interesting and unique names names, and i gotta say naming a cat cat food it just like i mean it's so many questions like what but but the cat's not food for cats like what and then you hear the story and you're like oh okay so he just was like well they had me look at cat food boxes so i like it was a natural conclusion for him you know um so then as the years went on you know we would get we got another cat at one point there was a time where my parents actually had three cats um and my mom is an extremely good cleaner so we never had a house that smelled like animals Mm -hmm. and the cats like litter box and stuff was in the garage so like our house didn't smell like cats or anything like that um but there was a time where we had three cats and it sort of just happened we decided to get a second cat at some point and then a cat turned up at the sign stop (laughs) like found underneath the van and she was a shop cat she like lived at the shop and was like just kind of hanging out there all the time you would come in and there would just be a cat like sleeping on the desk and that works eventually we fell in love with her my brother and i were still i guess you could say kid age although with my brother being older than me i don't recall exactly how old he was but eventually we demanded that she get brought home and live with us (laughs) uh and at that point we then had three cats um and our cats always lived an extremely long time. So cat food, for example, was like over 20 years old before wow. she passed away, uh, which is probably why it worked out that we overlapped two more cats during her <laughs> lifespan, you know? Wow. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so my parents were always, we always had a cat when I was growing up. And then my brother got married and his wife is a dog person. And I'm not a fan. I'm not a dog fan. And there's a reason. I got scared by a dog when I was a kid. It's a whole story by itself. I'm okay. I didn't get hurt or anything. Right. I just got scared. And so I was always kind of nervous around dogs. Okay. And I didn't have a lot of friends who had dogs. I mean, you and I have been friends our entire lives. You didn't yeah. have a dog. And I nope. went over to your house all the time. Right. So I didn't, I was not around dogs. You didn't have growing to be up. around dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. And the couple times I was, I was always kind of scared. Mm-hmm. You know, I would kind of run away for the dog or I'd ask them if they'd put the dog outside or, yeah. you know, or I'd ask my friends to come to my house so I wouldn't have to be around the dog. Sure. And so my brother marries. Uh, Bridget and she loves dogs and she wants a dog and he somehow mysteriously becomes a dog person <laughs> who knew they, after having they cats get a their dog. whole life yeah. they had a cat they got a cat when she was oh, in medical school okay. and they were living together and then eventually she was like I want a dog and he came around on it and they got a dog and she was good they had a bernice mountain dog for a while and she was a good dog but it was still in my brain it was like it's a dog like i it's a big dog too. oh yeah and bernice that's mountain not dogs like a, are that's not like a chihuahua like, no like that's a... the dog that like pulls you out of the snow in an right? avalanche yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, I mean, they, like, hook carts up to them. Yeah, you like, can. They're, they're, they're big, pulling dogs. Yeah, they're working dogs. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So <laughs> so they had a Bernese Mountain dog, and every now and then they would go on a trip or something would happen. They'd be out of town for a day or two, and my dad would take the dog and take care of her. And that just converted him into a dog person. So then he got 
a dog and he had a yellow lab for a long time. And to kind of wrap up this whole story, like my whole family basically turned into dog people and I'm still like staunchly. You're like, I'm a cat person. Yeah. And we, I have a cat. Mike and I adopted a cat when we moved in together and uh, he's like 14 years old. We were joking about having a birthday party for him. Uh, (laughs) Cause his birthday we, we think is coming up. They didn't know exactly how old he was when we adopted him. And, uh, so we like, we have a cat and my kids are really weird about like, like, because they've experienced my father's dog passing away and my brother's dog passing away. Uh, they occasionally will be like, my cat's name is Johnny Cash and he's a black cat. We named him Johnny Cash because he's the cat in black and, you know, aw, cute. He, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he meows a lot and we just talk about him singing songs. It's like his whole little personality. And, uh, and so, like, every once in a while, my kids are like, hey, when Cash dies, can we get another pet? And I'm like, well, first of all, he's never going to die, but, but what kind of pet do you want to get? And they're like, I'm thinking they're going to say dog because right? my yeah. youngest loves my brother's dog. Uh, he has a golden retriever now, and he loves her. He literally will run around the house, and she chases him because it's all she wants in the world. Right, yeah. And he just like runs around runs with her. Yeah. yeah, he loves it. And so I'm thinking, oh, here we go. He's going to say dog. Right. And he is like, my older son goes, you know what we should get? We should get a parrot. That's even worse. And I was just like, <laughs> you can get a parrot when I die, not yeah. when the cat dies. Right. I am never, <laughs> ever going to have a parrot. I can't even say yeah, yes no. to a dog. Parrots, and I feel like they're psyching me that. out. Like, like maybe, they want to say parrot. And then, doing. yeah, because yeah. they're not stupid. They they're know what they're doing. You down. And they're yeah. like, we'll just say parrot for like five or six years. <laughs> and then when it all goes down, like, I guess dies, we could get a dog. They'll be like, well, I how mean, about a dog? And yeah, I'll just right? be like, well, that's way less terrible. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> since I know that, uh, you know, it's probably yeah. Not you're ahead of it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. A so parrot. my thing. Of, Who wants my, a parrot? Oh, Anyways, go I ahead. No. So here's the thing. My thing about dogs is, and kids, because this is a parenting podcast. So like, true, how do true. I feel about dogs and kids? Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. I have met a bunch of dogs in my life who have owners who have children, who have owners that don't have children, and one thing that I have discovered about most, if not all, animals, is that you can't read their mind and you don't really know what's going on inside their head. And if my kid runs up behind my cat and he scares him, my cat is going to turn around and scratch him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's a cat. He weighs eight pounds. We could pick him up and throw him across the room if we had to, you know, you can defend yourself. Okay. Not so much against that Bernie's mountain dog. Yeah. But if my kid jumps off the top stair onto the dog's tail and scares the dog and the dog snaps at my kid because it's an animal and that's a natural thing for anyone a human being would react poorly to that yeah i agree yeah if anybody gets startled or something or feels attacked i get it like i get it yeah the dog is gonna get scared and so the whole point of this for me is to not say the dogs are dangerous not at all the point to me is that I don't know what my kid's going to do. I don't trust my kid around the dog. Right. Yeah, I, no, that's fair. I can't promise that they won't startle the dog or hurt the dog or scare the dog. 
and it results in something bad happening. Yeah. And so no, I just kind of, that's, I, I think this is an unpopular opinion. I've, I've voiced that opinion to people before and had them look at me like I was insane. No, I, I, I get it. I also have seen a lot of dogs that have grown up around. So I've got, I've got two of my, my best friends have kids, my kid's age and dogs. Mm -hmm. um, one of them, the, they got the dog first and now they have two dogs and Dominic has, my oldest has like tried to sit on it, pulled its tail, pulled on everything. And like, you know, the dog is amazing. Like, honestly, one time when my son who's autistic was having a meltdown at our friend's house, he went and he sat on the couch. The dog sat next to him and, like, cuddled up to him and, like, let my son pet the dog and he calmed down. Like, oh, he, the dog great. knew something was wrong and he wanted, she, the dog, wanted to comfort him. Um, and, like, I've seen, I've seen that dog put up with so much crap from little <laughs> kids and never once have I ever seen her snap. Now that doesn't mean that she couldn't because she's a dog and a person could. Um, but I, especially at the age our kids are now, I would be very comfortable having them around that dog. Now you can't say that for all dogs and they're lucky that their dog has that temperament. There's right. a lot of dogs that I'm like, whenever we're going for a walk and we're going around the block and I've got all three of my kids and like, they love dogs. You know, I, I never, unless I know the dog will ever let my kids go up to an animal at all because you just never know, you know, the, right. even if the, the owner's like, Oh, they're friendly. I like, I don't, you don't really know like yeah it's an animal like it, it can be trained sure and sometimes they're they're great with kids but sometimes they're not and maybe today they're in a bad mood just like any other person or you know whatever um so I don't know I I'm, I don't think I'm as an ext extreme as you like I, I understand your point though but I've also seen like a lot of dogs put up with a lot of kids crap and not react yeah so. well i mean i've seen that too i mean my yeah. brothers both of the dogs that he's had mm -hmm. have i've seen them exhibit a great deal of tolerance and right. comfort you know yes. i mean like the bernice mountain dog gretel she was around when my brother's kids were babies and mm -hmm. like the baby would cry and she would run over to where the baby was and right. like put yeah. her head near the baby to like try and comfort, comfort. Her. yeah mm -hmm. yeah and and i I think that, and she never ever did anything that I would have interpreted as dangerous or aggressive sure. or anything I, like that. I get but, that the problem is that they're still animals. Like you don't know how they're going to react and you don't know how a kid or a loud noise or something that they may find to be threatening they right. may react right. to. Which And I think that you can train a pet and a dog. I mean, like your friend's dog mm -hmm. has had enough experience perhaps to kind of handle children in a certain way. Sure. And I just, I think there's a possibility that depending on whether you adopt a dog or you rescue a dog or, or whatever you, whatever you do, you don't know what their experience was, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you kind of run into a situation where there might be more variables than you realize uh coming into right. play you know they might react negatively to something that's never ever happened in front of you before and then it happens and they freak out and you just 
And I mean, you could say the same thing about kids, obviously. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yep. No, I totally agree. You, you never know. <laughs> but I will say that in spite of the fact that I personally don't really want to own a dog, it, it really doesn't boil down to the fact that I don't trust dogs or that I don't trust my kids. It, it really boils down to what you were saying, that it's just another individual that I'm going to end up taking care of. Mm-hmm. And if, if this whole experience has taught me anything, it has taught me that I can barely handle the responsibilities that I have. <laughs> right? Yeah. I can't add anything <laughs> onto my plate because... <laughs> I mean, my friend posted on Facebook earlier today this thing about how she like asked her child to like pick a, a candy wrapper or a granola bar wrapper or something mm-hmm. off the floor and the kid was just like you know said some snarky reply and I was like when that happens to me my kid is just like why do I always have to do everything around here <laughs> and I'm just like every everything I mean like you threw the wrapper on the floor Right. Like an animal, like we're out at a festival. This yeah, is our you house. Can't do that. Pick it up. Like, come yeah. on now, get with the program. You know how this works. I think if my kids had to uh, put a line on my tombstone, it would actually say, "Pick that up." I think that is actually the line that I say the most to my children. That's pretty. Pick fun. that up. Pick that up. <laughs> I like hear stuff like a little piece of cereal. I hear it like hit the floor, and, and I'm just like, like pick, it up. "Pick that up." All right, let's uh, let's beavers aren't going to be a pet, but let's open our mm-hmm. next uh, our next beer here that neither of us have had, right? No, yeah, I've never had this coconut dreams, a cream ale with coconut and vanilla. All right, I'm intrigued. So I'm trying not to go in with you know like a negative mindset because I'm really not a huge fan of coconut. Um, which is an extremely unpopular opinion, I think, because most people, even before coconut started turning up in beer, people love coconut. I don't, I don't know. It's just, I think it's too strong a flavor for me. Maybe I like coconut in some things. I don't like eating it because I don't like the texture, but I like the flavor somewhat. So I'm not like an overtly coconut fan, but I don't dislike it. It's like I'm, I like it depending on what it's in. So, all right. Well, what do we think about this? Okay. Let's take a drink. Let me see. I think it almost smells. You can smell the coconut. I, I don't see. I get, I get like a, almost a tart smell. I I actually feel like it smells like pina colada almost like a yeah okay not exactly but a little bit like almost I don't know it's an odd smell Hmm. it's not overtly I definitely smell the coconut but I feel like I smell some sweetness to it too maybe that's just the vanilla but it's hard to define with the coconut as as an aroma Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could be, it could be that. I mean, it could be, I mean, cream ales tend to be on the sweeter side. So maybe this is just the nature of the beer, you know, itself. Yeah, I feel like I almost smell the coconut more than I taste the coconut. I can definitely feel the coconut in the aftertaste a lot. Like I'm breathing it in now that I've had a couple sips, you know. It stays on your tongue more than it is when you first drink it, though. I got to say, I don't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. 
Well, that's a resounding. I, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like cream ales, and I think that sort of like uh, like encouraged me to try this. To try and it. I think because I've told you this, I think that I have to say it uh, during the episode, and that's that I had to like wrench this can out of my husband's hands yeah. in order for us to drink it. And <laughs> and with this whole situation, you and I kind of had to scramble to find beers that we both had. And we right. both just so happened to have this coconut dreams. And uh, and so I was just like, he like literally went to the fridge and grabbed the last can like and two like, days uh, ago. Uh, uh, uh. Nope, yeah. Nope, nope, and nope. I was like, oh, uh, uh, you got to put that back. I got to drink that on Wednesday night. And he was just like, but you're not even going to like it. And you I like was to, just like, that's irrelevant. Nope, put it, put it. <laughs> and we can't, we can't just choose beers that we like. That's the other whole point. Like, it's nice. Like, I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's, it's a decent, it's decent. I don't think I would drink a four pack of it, but I could definitely drink one or I'd, I'd prefer to share one with you. I agree. I, that would be okay. I feel that way about both beers tonight although i probably will finish this lord of the peach rings because i don't really sleep that much anymore and i feel like drinking so i'm probably gonna finish that one but i will probably give my husband the rest of this uh coconut dreams mostly because he absolutely loved loved it it. yeah Yeah, not just because i don't love it because i do like it and i will drink i actually kind of gave myself a pretty generous pour yeah um and I will drink the rest of it, but, um, you know, he will be glad really to have it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I feel like I'm, I'm right down the middle. I can definitely smell the coconut. There's some good aftertaste of a coconut. It's a very mild tasting beer. Like, um, you know, again, yeah. this is something you, I think that you can taste and smell the coconut and the vanilla, maybe a little bit more sweetness than I was expecting, but you're right. It's a cream ale. So I guess I probably should have expected that sweetness to it. Yeah. I feel like I like the smell of it the more that it sits. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know. I just gave it another big whiff to kind of try to absorb a bit more of this flavor you know because i have a very strong sense of smell usually um Mm -hmm. although my allergies have been acting up a little bit so uh (laughs) it's not as much as i would you know as i would like to smell it i'm not getting as much as i would like from it but um but when i breathe it in you know remember brandon talked about that with uh whiskey Mm -hmm. that you know that you breathe you you inhale the beer with your mouth open yeah so that you get like it just it enhances the yeah it enhances the taste to it when you're also getting that that smell with it the aroma with it so yeah it's 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 good it's what it's again similarly to the other one it's what it's described as i would say yeah i agree i think this one to a slightly milder extent i think that lord of the peach rings really hits the nail on the head Mm -hmm. um and i think this is a much more mild beer just overall i feel like right yeah so i mean but in a in a good way i mean i don't Mm -hmm. think that it should be any more i don't think the flavors should be stronger than they are you know no no. i i think it's fine for what it is you know and also i feel like maybe we're somewhat desensitized to some of these ales and lagers and things that really shouldn't be too over the top because we drink and there's so many over the top beers available right now that have 
all these flavors and the sours and the tarts and the crazy yeah. combinations and like this is good and it's mild but it's good as for what it is um, absolutely i think that's so. i think that's 100 percent right i mean i think that it, it's funny you know we drank the corona in the mm -hmm. last episode and we were sort of like uh yeah this is it tastes like beer like yeah, right <laughs> you know and, and i think that was what we reacted how we reacted to it in general and like yeah. i think that and corona is not the best example because right, there are right. there are beers that you know that hit the marks far better in my opinion but like sure. um so it tastes like beer it, it, it tastes, tastes like, like what it's yeah. billed as it tastes like what it's marketed as so yeah but i think that us you know that you don't have to be bashed over the head with the flavor that they put in beer for it to be good i think that you can enjoy and something can be considered what it's supposed to be you know uh, and uh, and uh, without being like overwhelming yeah too over the top no i agree yeah. i think this is good for what it is so um all right well two pretty good beers uh cool yeah. i like the the brewery nice to see them getting bigger and us getting having more availability to it and yeah all right Kara, take it away yeah so thanks for joining us tonight you guys and uh keep listening we really appreciate that and make sure that you find us on facebook and instagram uh both uh under parenting by the pint we, i've also started the twitter account Ooh. and i posted once i tweeted once yesterday <laughs> when our episode came out which when this episode comes out a few are in between but um but yeah, so I'm going to make an attempt to be a little bit more active on Twitter. And same deal, our handle is Parenting by the Pint. Um, and then, of course, don't forget to find us on your favorite podcasting app and rate, review, and subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode because we're churning them out and we're going to keep doing this. Yep. If we got to do it remotely, we gladly <laughs> will, but hopefully we're reaching the tail end of that at this Hopefully point by the time this comes out soon yes i'm kind of hoping and i'm almost afraid to say this i'm kind of hoping that this is the last episode that we do uh Separately, away from each yeah. other <laughs> that would be nice but we'll All see right. where we're at we'll keep when our it comes fingers out. crossed let's do that but thanks for joining us you guys and we'll see you again soon take care bye